Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. ITL Fantasy Podcast Network presents In a World of Football Podcasts that sounds like this. Welcome into our podcast on Suck Talk Radio. And talk like this. Wah, 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 wah. Don't go after running back. Wah, wah. Because they're not. So much fun. Bogman, let's not overreact here. The In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Featuring Bugman. Oh, he's on tilt. He's full tilt. He has no idea where he's going. I think I'd rather shit my pants in public, to be honest with and you. And the Welsh. I think that, you know, they would have like uh, <laughs> like what they did to their real doll the <laughs> night before. <laughs> oh, no, I'm dying. Playing on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Never like LARPed or anything like that. What the f*** is a LARP? Coming to your ears. What's up, friendos? This is the Indus League Fantasy Football Podcast. That's Bogman. I'm Welsh. This is week five in review with the Seattle Seahawks beating the Rams. What? 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 Russell Wilson with four touchdowns on 268 yards. This is on Thursday. Chris Carson said Rashad Penny who with 118 yards on 27 carries, giving him all the opportunity to fumble. Disley Disley with four catches, 81 yards. Gurley didn't get the 20 carries we still keep looking for, but 15 was enough for him to get two touchdowns. Goff was just short of 400 yards. Cooper Cup is still, and is always, the man with 17 targets, nine catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown. It was a barn burner for the Seattle Seahawks. Beat the Rams in a division game. Even though the 49ers are still on top, just point that out. Seahawks win 30-29. to 34 to 27 Panthers over the Jaguars. Remember when you took Camara over Christian McCaffrey? Remember when I took the under? Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, people were asking me. So I finally told people, like, uh, in our group, me, I'm like, I'm 40 and 19 on the over unders. I'm pretty good. They're like, which one do you like the most? Under Jacksonville and Carolina. <laughs> That's my favorite one of the week, of course. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey said, what are you doing, Scott Bogman? 19 of 176, 476 and two. Nine targets, six catches, 61 yards, and a score as well. Did you get DJ, in uh, Nate's uh, DMs real quick? No. Okay. No. All right. No. Sorry. No. Keep going. Th- that's over with. Oh. I mean, there's just no more DMs. Um, DJ Moore, eight targets, six catches, 91 yards. Minshew Mania continues, 26 of 44, 374, and two touchdowns. And also ran seven times for 42 yards. Uh, Leonard Fournette is good. Like I told you all, he would be. 23 rushes, 108 yards, and a score. Uh, seven targets, four catches, 29 yards. DJ Chark, do, 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 do. 11 targets, eight, 164, and two. And Didi Westbrook getting back on board here. 11 targets, seven catches, 82 yards. All the points, 34 27. All right, the Arizona Cardinals, they're winning games against the Cincinnati Bengals, who are not. 26 to 23, the Cardinals won. Kyler Murray had 253 in the air, but 93 on the ground with a score. Uh, DJ. 17 carries, 91 yards, also three catches, 65 yards. He just gets it done, you know, cheaply gets it done. 
Andy Dalton, Teddy Bridgewater, who Bogman, Andy Dalton, though, 38 uh, pass attempts, 27 completions, 262 and two scores. Mixon, 19 and 93, also had a catch. He went over 100 total yards. And Boyd, 10 catches, 123 yards and a score. It ain't always pretty, and it's not going to be pretty with the Cardinals or the Bengals, but the Cardinals won 26 to 23. Remember when I took the under on the Houston at Atlanta game? That was a great decision. Uh, 53 to 32, Houston over Atlanta. Watson, 426 yards and five touchdown passes. He was the highest score of the week, not named Aaron Jones. Uh, four rushes for 47 yards. Uh, Carlos Hyde toted it 21 times for 60 yards and a score. Will Fuller, 16 targets, wow. 14 catches. Whoa. 217 and three. He had uh, three weeks of production this week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins back kind of to normal. Nine targets, seven catches, 88 yards. Matt Ryan in garbage time, 32, 46, 330 and three with a pick. He also ran for a touchdown. Devontae Freeman, 11 carries for 30 yards, but had five catches for 40 and a score. And Calvin Ridley getting back to normal, nine catches, five Nine targets, five catches, 88 yards. Speaking of Mr. Teddy Bridgewater, like I threw that out there, Nolens beat the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-24, to and the reason I bring it up was because I was a Teddy Bridgewater play this week. If people listen to the radio show, Bogman Gasly watched me put Teddy Bridgewater in a DFS lineup. Well, 314 with four touchdowns. He did have a pick for four touchdowns. I didn't get the Camara blow up like I thought I was going to get, but he did go over 100 total yards. Michael Thomas had the big one. 11 catches, 182 and two touchdowns. In Tampa, though, at least you had Chris Godwin. Seven catches and apparently 1,234 yards. yards. That's right. <laughs> Which one is it? It's 123. Okay, and two scores. It's just funny how that's written. He had a whole season in one game. Chris Godwin was good. Everybody else even better. And my pick of Teddy Bridgewater, the best. Nolens wins 31-24. Chris Godwin or Joe Mixon, the Welsh. Mm. (laughs) I don't know about that one. Uh, Minnesota 28, the Giants 10. Cousins 22 of 27, 306 yards and two touchdowns. Anybody can throw for 300 yards against the Giants, apparently. Dalvin Cook, 21 carries, 132 yards on the ground. Six catches, 86 yards through the air. Thielen, eight catch, eight targets, seven catches, 130 yards, and two scores. I think he's back. Uh, Darius Slayton, I guess, is who I'm listing for the Giants because he was the one touchdown. Five targets, four catches, 62 yards, and a score for him. The Oakland Raiders, they beat the Chicago Bears in London 24-21. to And your two big takeaways was the big game that Josh Jacobs had. 26 carries, a buck 23 on the ground with two touchdowns. Also had 20, uh, 20 receiving yards with three catches. And Allen Robinson from the Bears, seven catches on eight targets, 97 yards and two touchdowns. Oakland, uh, you know, they're not even in Oakland really anymore. They're going to be Las Vegas. <laughs> the Oakland-Las Vegas in London win for the Raiders over the Bears. Philly 31, the Jets 6. Yes, we had some nice stats here. Uh, Le'Veon Bell had volume still, 15 carries, 43 yards, 9 targets, 7 catches, 45 yards. For the Eagles, Jordan Howard, 13 carries, 62 yards, and back in the end zone. Ertz back in the end zone as well, 5 catches, 57 and a score. But the big play here was a Philly D. They allowed 128 yards, 10 sacks, four turnovers, wow. and two touchdowns. They were over 30 points on pretty much every scoring format that you could have. So uh, Philly D looking really good, or anyone against the Jets. Yeah, pretty much. That might be the, the rallying cry, anyone against the Jets at this point. Now, 
Bogman is a little bit depressed, just a little bit sad, but he's already accepted the fate. I think the the Ratbirds, the Baltimore Ravens, beat Pittsburgh in overtime, twenty six to twenty three. We've got some more notes uh, after we get out of the game things to talk about what happened in this game. But Lamar Jackson had a buck sixty one in the air, one touchdown, but three picks. No bueno on Lamar Jackson there, but he did have seventy rushing yards, so he always makes do. Mark Ingram, forty one yards and a touchdown, two catches. James Conner, he was in 14 for 55 in a score, and a lot of people did not want to start Juju in our mentions. And everyone was asking us Juju-based questions, and luckily, you, me, even Pizapia, we all stuck to Juju. Seven catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. But Pittsburgh lost 26-23. Buffalo 14, Tennessee 7. <laughs> Josh Allen wound up, in play, wound up playing. Uh, that got announced at, like, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, 22 of 32, 219, and two touchdowns for him. John Brown, five targets, five catches, 75 yards. And Derrick Henry, 20 rushes for 78 yards and a touchdown. This was a dismal game. Mm. Dismal, dismal, dismal. Dismal, dismal, dismal. I like it. New England, speaking of dismal, New England beat Washington. We said it didn't matter. The line literally moved like two and a half points on us when we were doing it on the radio. And we said, I don't care. And it didn't matter. 33 to 7. Tom Brady, 348 with three touchdowns. Sony Michelle continues to be a play. Went over 100 total yards, 91 on the ground with a score and had three catches. Julian Edelman, eight catches, 110 yards and a touchdown. He had Sims, 65 yards and a touchdown for Washington and McLaurin. Seven targets, but only three catches and 51 yards. New England in a route, 33 to 7. Denver decides they want to be good again out of nowhere. Uh, 20 to 13 over the Clippers. Lindsey, 15 rushes, 114 yards and a score. Uh, four targets for uh, four catches and 33 yards. Sutton had a 70-yard touchdown, so he went four catches, 92 yards, and a score. Austin Eckler, only three carries for seven yards, but he had 16 targets, 15 catches, and 86 yards. Mike Williams, 11 targets, even though he was banged up, six catches, 74 yards. Also want to point out, uh, because we didn't mention him as we should, Melvin Gordon, 12 12 carries, 31 yards, and caught four of six six targets for seven yards. It didn't really help anybody, but he got a little bit of a volume play. And then the final game, the Green Bay Packers put it to the Dallas Cowboys. Even though the score looks a lot closer than it was, this was a Green Bay game. 34-24, Aaron Jones, 107 yards and four touchdowns. He also had seven catches for 75. My God, my God, make it stop. (laughs) Dak Prescott, 463 with two touchdowns, but... Reinterception. Zeke, he was able to uh, make the day worthwhile by getting a touchdown, but only had 62 rushing yards. Amari Cooper, one of two receivers this week to go over 200 yards, 11 catches, 226 and a score. Michael Gallup, seven catches, 113 and a touchdown. Now, we happen to be recording this at halftime of the Sunday night game where the Colts are up on the Chiefs. What? 13 to 10 right now. There's no running game to speak of. Um, LaShawn McCoy has not had a single rush he has two catches Damian Williams has four for 12 Marlon Mack was active and looks pretty good T.Y. Hilton is active looks it's all Byron Pringle it's gross it is nothing what anybody expected in that though Damian Williams is getting back into it and that friendos is the week five in review so damn much there's so many things to talk about the 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 performances are definitely one but I cannot get over that hit to Mason Rudolph that it, there's nothing scarier to me than the hit where the guy is just wet noodle before they've hit the ground. That hit, okay. 
where Earl Thomas hits him right on the chin and he just flops down like the uh, inflatable wavy guy that car dealerships would have. And he just tumbles to the ground. And then Bogman, they took off his face mask and he looked like some like 1910 punter as he was getting out. That was scary stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Mason Rudolph. It looks scary. And who's the quarterback now for the Steelers? Devlin Hodges. (laughs) Who? Yeah, exactly. I don't. Uh, I, I legit. I couldn't tell you. If we did the call, we always love to do the game where we'll say someone's name and we'll go from, and then you have to guess where the college. I wouldn't be able to tell you, dude. I think it's Samford. I can't. Uh, I can't remember. I have. What's to go his name look. again? Yeah, Sam- Samford. His name is Devlin Hodges. Oh, you're. He looked, is though. the all-time FCS leader in passing yards. So that's that's at least nice. He threw a bunch in his college days. And he didn't look bad. You know, he came in, I think he was uh, seven of nine. He also had a 20-yard run for a first down. But let me ask you this. When was the last time you remember a team choosing an end zone instead of taking the ball Bogman, in overtime? I, uh, you know, I almost text you because I saw when it went to overtime, Steelers got the option and they deferred to pick. the, And everyone was like, uh, this isn't the start of the game. There's not a halftime. Like, <laughs> right. what are they doing? I wanted to text you, but I was, uh, you know, like I know when to back off, and I didn't feel. I felt like that would have been a little oh, bit I shaky. Don't I don't give a crap. This you text me whenever. We we were making plans with Joe during the game. I don't give a s. That's a good point. None of it matters. But like, it's one of the worst decisions you could make, right? I don't know if it's the worst decision I'd because say it's it actually the worst. It's just one it actually, of them. It did work, right? So like the 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 uh, the Steelers held them and you're on your third string quarterback. I'm just not sure that that's a decision I ever make. I mean, I think you're just saying so much about your team when you do that. You're like, well, there's no way we can score. So we better get the ball back in good field position. Hope we make a couple plates and can kick a field goal and get the hell out of here, which was the plan. And then Juju fumbled, um, Mm. you know, and it's it's kind of ironic that Juju fumbled because he was mic'd up on Monday night. And when Deontay Johnson fumbled, you saw him over there coaching him up. No, no, no. You always got to carry it like this yeah. and, uh, you know, and all that stuff. And it, it, it just happens that way. But like, I, I know you just saw the hit or whatever, but going back to that and you'll, you'll read this at some point, but the, the cart broke down. I saw like it. it. It broke down. And did you see them carrying him? After they took his face, they, they were like so afraid. They took his face mask yeah. off in case he needed oxygen. And then they were, he looked like your drunk friend no. at the end of a party. Bugs, that's what I was saying. He he literally looked like 3 a.m. after, you know, <laughs> fireball is brought up. And like nothing good is going to happen if you drink fireball. He looks like that. Everyone's like, uh, can we get an Uber for Mason? And like, right. just put him on the street. Like, nah, I don't think Mason's good. And I did. The cart was like, like weekend of Bernie's. It was like out of a game day 99 glitch as it was trying to move through the field. Like it's, it's bad news. God, I'm watching all the videos right now. Like he looks like he's dead. Uh, you look, I mean, I'm, I'm, thank God he's okay. You can see his eyes rolling the back well, no, of his dude, head. And then I'm looking uh, at what? him on the field and people are like pushing him, trying to like make him come back to life. Like that is scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bad hit. He, he obviously blacked out. Um, it's no good, but it looks like it's going to be third string at least for a week. You it's, know, uh, I would think after a hit like that, he probably doesn't pass concussion protocol within boy, a week. Your boy Devlin going to pull a um, pull a little Minshew? 
No, no. I mean, he like to stretch in his uh, in his dungaroos, <laughs> dungarees. I don't know. He definitely has the headband going. So, and he was really good in the preseason. So, a lot of the Pittsburgh fans oh. were really in on him. So, uh, people are going to be excited. I know there's a lot of people that like him more than they like Mason uh, to start. So, but I would I would assume if Mason passes concussion protocol. He'll be in there, but I would not expect it to Guess happen. Guess where my fab's going to be going in a couple leaves. Uh, leaves. <laughs> Definitely not. Just, no, it's not. I, dude, is it that bad? Remember, in multiple leagues, I had Ben Roethlisberger and didn't have a viable backup, so I had to get Mason Rudolph. <laughs> I'm now going to have to go get Devlin Hodges or something comparable, which is anything. Right. Uh, I mean, I played against, I can't remember who I played against in Superflex, but they definitely were starting uh, Taysom Hill. Great. And then I think it was like Leonard Fournette as one of their other flex spots. So, and I was all happy. I'm like, oh, look, I can put Josh Allen in. Thank God. You know, and, and then I didn't even realize I was playing against Taysom Hill. So, ridiculous. Uh, that one was a nice win. But yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I just. This team is uh, not fun to watch right it is now. The con- so. There is a continuation of uh, value uh, degradation on Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, it's good that he was able to catch all seven of his targets in this game, but if you keep moving through these quarterbacks, it's a real sorry sign for uh, Juju Smith-Schuster right now. A couple other injuries out there. James Washington got knocked out after he had a couple catches. He got knocked out with a shoulder injury. Wayne Gallman was a brutal one because he was probably starting everywhere for everybody and i think he finished with like a carry he got knocked out with a concussion philip dorsett got hurt after of course um suggesting him you had uh, james o'shaughnessy <laughs> with the knee and sammy watkins with a hamstring injury in the game that we are watching and i don't believe he's returned he exited with nah, the hamstring. yeah he's out for the game so let's maybe get some equal hardman on the back end injuries a little bit uh rampant bogman yeah, I mean, especially with these QBs, it's uh, it's getting to be ridiculous. We're down to third string guys on some teams, and you, you know, it's just the backups are. It, it's just so funny to me, like that Michael Jordan and LeBron James are so much better than every other person on planet Earth at basketball. Right? It's just nuts yeah. how good those guys are, and it's weird that there's like fifteen guys that are really good at quarterback in the NFL, and nobody else can do it. Like, like, there are some people, I mean, they can come well, in and be okay, but there's, like, 15 guys that are really good at it, and then everybody else is just okay. You yeah, know, I mean, there's, like, flash the in the pan. Sometimes right. there's a coach that can utilize a player. Sometimes a guy's been in a system long enough to, you know, fake it till you make it. But then there's guys like Drew Brees, who we thought, you know, God knows how long the injury is going to be, and he's out dropping Instagram videos of him throwing, and he, you can see that he's, like, moving the, what is it, the left thumb you know, up to his upper body so he doesn't get hit with it. Like, that's how he's practicing, which means he's planning to come back pretty soon. Though I would say that Teddy Bridgewater might have made them feel a little bit good after, the, you know, throwing four touchdowns in this game and hitting Michael Thomas for 11 of 13 targets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and Teddy might be a guy that's like, you know, just above replacement level. And he's getting paid a decent amount, too, because there were teams trying to get him. I know the Dolphins are trying to get him, and I think the Jaguars might have tried to trade for him in the offseason before they got foals. So, like, Teddy is desirable, but, like, you know, Kyle Allen, what's he going to do if he's not a quarterback? You know what I mean? Hmm. So, and there are plenty of guys that that come out of, yeah, there are plenty of guys that come out of college that are elite level 
In college, Sam Bradford won the Heisman. It does One also. One of the worst goddamn quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. It's it, terrible. It also seems like if you're not a good quarterback, you have two other venues. You can start a podcast. Well, start a podcast or <laughs> slash go on Sirius XM. Right. Or you can uh, just be a, a sideline commentator for the SEC. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be on TV yeah. in some capacity or start your own car dealership. Yeah, like the like Pac-12 dealership. Yeah, or, yeah, do some ABC <laughs> dealership. Yeah, the Pac-12 network or something like that. Uh, uh, can you imagine this week, like fantasy foot, the fantasy football gods hate your guts if you played against Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, and Aaron Jones this week. If that combo hits you, please let us know because you, sir, are cursed. Holy <laughs> effing fantasy performance this week. Aaron Jones, 19, we, I mean, we mentioned it before, 19 carries, but four touchdowns. He eclipsed 180 total yards and four freaking touchdowns. And in Houston, Deshaun Watson was 28 for 33, which was a 98.2 quarterback rating and 426 yards with five touchdowns and Will Fuller, 14 catches, 217 yards with three touchdowns. I think I saw it was like 54 and a half points scored. It was the most points scored by a wide receiver since Terrell Owens in 2000. When he, I think that was his like 21 catch game or whatever. And it a was. PPR, it was 53.7 points. It's unbelievable. And I'm looking at uh, the player hitters ball and it looks like he's on the Welsh's team. Sure Look was. at that. Sure was. I had multiple shares of uh, actually two OFR leagues. One of them I had Aaron Jones, and one of them I had Will Fuller. Oh, 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 I wish I had him in both. It would have been really great to shut so, all those losers up. But I had, let's see, the League of Corruption is the one I have Aaron Jones, and I had Cooper Cup and Matt Ryan. And then the Player geez. Haters Ball is the one where I had Will Fuller. And Will Fuller in that league, what did he score? 53.7 points, like you said. Crazy. Uh, I am having, so it's funny because in college fantasy football, whatever bad luck can happen to me is happening. Like I, mm. I played a guy that didn't set his lineup. He didn't have a defense in and I lost to him because he had Jonathan Taylor on his team and he scored five touchdowns yesterday. Oh. So yeah, I mean, it's just one of those bad breaks, you know, whatever. He had somebody else go off for him too, but it's the opposite in NFL fantasy football because I didn't play against one share of Aaron Jones. Wow. I play against one share of Will Fuller. I think I played against maybe one of CMC and one of Watson, but that's it. And I have like 15 leagues. So uh, I got out fairly easy this week and I had some losses. I think my, I think I'm going to win like 75% of my leagues and I'm definitely safe in uh, guillotine As because, because of Aaron Jones. So oh, cause you I was kind there? of on the bubble there. And then I was like, okay, uh, Aaron Jones, okay, got in the end zone. All right, I, I should be safe. If you remember, got, I picked up Josh Jacobs in that league. So Josh Jacobs. Did you really? His, well, remember, I remember I dumped all of my money in like the previous week, and I picked up like every guy that got – because in guillotine, just a reminder to people who might not be familiar, in guillotine, when a team is eliminated, all their players go into the pool. Every single week, I missed out on everybody, and it was pissing <laughs> me off every damn week. And then finally one week, I ended up getting – Everyone on accident. I didn't mean to, but I scored in the middle. I like there's a tier in our guillotine where I'm the bottom of the tier scored 131 points. Then the next guy is 107. And then it looks like looks like our boy Kurgan is about to hit the guillotine and the and be knocked. And uh, I know he's got Kelsey still. So well, then it's Justin W. One of those two, because it looks like everybody else is safe. 
That's famous. Famous is Kurgan. So, and he may have somebody for tomorrow as well, but it uh, it ain't looking good for one of those We're guys. We're going to move down to 11 teams when that happens. I know, and then it's going to be like, you can have a really good week and still lose. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, well, and, no, but, and not everybody has great money left over, so buying the players. That's what's fun about that uh, vampire. I don't need to discuss that. But I do have a question <laughs> for you. I have, a, I have a question on both of these guys. Aaron Jones, after this performance, I can't say for sure that I said this, so I'm just going to bring it here. I thought I did, but I I felt like I was bringing up the idea if Aaron Jones were to have a big week because Jamal Williams was out, would there be consideration of playing a sell high? You literally can't do better than what he did with 180 total yards and four touchdowns, but he's played so well that maybe this performance is going to curb Jamal Williams when he does come back. There's a little bit, I suppose, an inherent risk in there. So I ask you, do you sell Aaron Jones at the absolute peak high right now, or do you think everything is good to go? All systems go for the rest of the year. Well, I mean, you also got to consider that Devontae Adams was out, right? And that's why he had the seven catches for 75 on top of the sure. four uh, rushing touchdowns. So I think you can trade him, but I mean, what are you getting back? It has to be something pretty damn good. But that's I mean, the idea of what I'm saying here. Like, we could right. argue the semantics of it, but. When push yes, comes to shove. I would say if you can get something great back for him, absolutely. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, I think he's at 100% sell high because you're going to get Jamal Williams coming back. And I don't think the mantra is going to change. I think it ha- did this week because it had to. Trey Carson was the other guy, right? They didn't trust Dexter Williams so much. He didn't play. Jake. No. <laughs> Jake so, uh, but, would you uh, trade Aaron Jones for Le'Veon Bell? Oh, probably not. Would you trade Aaron Jones for David Johnson? I think I would do that, yeah. David Jones, uh, Aaron, I said David Johnson, Aaron Jones or Leonard Fournette? I'd want Fournette still. He's going to get the volume. This is what I'm trying to figure out. Like, Levy, that's interesting because we were talking David Johnson for Le'Veon Bell, and now you're kind of, we're moving off of that. David Johnson, he curbed a lot of the stuff that I remember. I mean, I really hit it home across every show we possibly could this week that my main takeaway was like, listen, if David Jones, if David Johnson doesn't walk out of this, I'm just mixing all the players together right now. <laughs> David, David Jones, Jones locker. If David Jones doesn't get out of that locker, if David Johnson didn't thrive against the Bengals, where the hell is he going to thrive? He did it again. I, I can't. Is this the massive crazy breakout game? I don't know. Kind of like he had 150 total yards. I can't take that away from him. 17 yeah, a carries. Ton of carries too. 17. Yeah. I think that's a season high, and he had three catches on five targets. So it's pretty damn good. So I think he kind of curbed that stuff. Le'Veon Bell is getting all the run. Bell's getting the run, but the offense is so terrible. That's why I think I'd rather have Aaron Jones, even though there's very few players that are going to get the run that Le'Veon Bell does. I think I'd rather have Aaron Jones because the offense is just so much better. And I I know that Sam Donald's going to come back, and he is a lot better than Luke Falk, and they should look better. But are they going to look good enough? to make up that difference. You know, I just think there's a difference between the Jets offense and the Green Bay offense. So I don't like I don't, to, I don't think I could do it. I don't want to be so pessimistic, but I would almost liken to say no two games next year combined or not next year. The rest of the season will be better than this one Aaron Jones game. Well, of course. Yeah. So take two I mean, games, any of the two games for the rest of the season, combine them. And I don't think the output's going to be, quite bigger than what we see here especially with the touchdown so all i'm saying is is i think 
I'm exploring and I'm putting it out there. Obviously, you're not selling for even value. The point of that is to say, I think when when Devontae Adams comes back, when Jamal Williams does come back, the volume isn't going to be so crazy. And even so much so, they may want to taper him back next week because of that. Same thing would hold for Will Fuller. Will Fuller is an obvious sell if you possibly can, though he has an amazing touchdown report with Deshaun Watson. I'm not selling Deshaun Watson, but I would be interested in selling Will Fuller. I just don't know what that looks like right now. Right, yeah. And uh, just proving your point here, you can add any other of the two games that Aaron Jones played, and you're not getting up to 49 points. You get up to 42 he had 25 against Minnesota, and he had 17.8. Those are his two highest score games. Uh, last week against Philly, he had 17.8, and that's not you're not getting to 49.2. So at some point, you could go 25 and 25, and then you know you're getting that, but uh, it's going to be close, like you said. So I think uh, guys that have games like these are absolutely sell highs, um, but it, it's tough. It's tough to know because you know I think before the season. There's no way you're giving up Bell for Aaron Jones. You're just not no. doing it. I think it's I think it's a good enough trade now, though. I mean, you could see a scenario where you would trade your Aaron Jones for Le'Veon Bell. No, I would I would trade my Bell for Aaron Jones. See, I feel like then you and I are a little bit on different. We're in different wavelengths. Like and that's I feel, fine. Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying. I feel like you want to be where I'm talking, while at the same time you're being like, "No, nah, I really like Aaron Jones' rest of the season." I'm not saying I don't like him so much. I'm just saying. I would I would be interested in doing a trade that if you just looked at the paper stats that it might look, you know, off where Aaron Jones just busts out and you take a guy like Le'Veon Bell, but I'm looking at the rest of the season and I'm looking at the volume for a guy like Aaron Jones rest of the year, which I just don't buy. I d I don't yeah. like, you know, two games combined I don't think is gonna do it. Doesn't make him worthless. I'd be putting out the trades if you possibly could. But because it is trade week and next episode, we're going to be answering more of your questions where we can scorn people that you play in, play leagues with that have crappy trade offers to you, or you can send us in trades that you've done or potentially are dangling out there. I want to know, are there Aaron Jones stuff out there? Are you putting offers out there? And what do the Will Fuller ones look like? Those go to top of the list. So send those bad boys in so we can talk about them in the next episode. A couple other guys getting back on track. We already talked about David Johnson you can put to rest all of my worry. I mean, I, I kind of blew through it as I was saying, like I kind of got shut up about David Johnson. You feel confident enough, even though, you know, the Cardinals are the Cardinals and like a yeah, Cardinals Bengals game is gross. Like, do you feel good about David Johnson rest of year? I, I mean, I don't feel as good as I did going into the draft about David Johnson, but I do feel good about him still. I still want him on my team. So he's like the I mean, no touchdown. Todd Gurley, where Todd Gurley only right. gets like 50 yards a game, but he gets two scores. And then David Johnson's the inverse. He has like 125 yards a game. The carries don't seem to add up, but he just makes it work. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. Um, you know, the Cardinals aren't scoring touchdowns at a prolific rate or anything, but he's still like last week. He got the yards through the air because they were losing and they're going to be losing a lot. I don't care where the yards are coming from. You know, I mean, just looking at the schedule. Next week, they play Atlanta. Atlanta has the worst defense oh I've ever God. seen in my life. You, it, okay, you've watched. Did you see the stat that they put up in the group me room? I no. think Dusty or Sorio put it up. Um, Drop it. It was zero sacks for Deshaun Watson for the second time in his career. I think 2017 wow. against the Dolphins or something How much? was the first time. One hit. They had one quarterback hit 
on Watson. How much do we week. talk about how horrifically bad that offensive line is? That is a testament. <laughs> yeah. What is what is our? We got a couple Falcons fans in the army right now. Have we done a wellness check on Evan? Oh, they're Cornell? Braves fans. They're Braves fans right now, and the Braves uh, just won. You know. <laughs> Carlos Martinez literally blew a kiss before blowing the game. So that was amazing. <laughs> so they're not worried then about what is going down. They don't care. They're watching the Braves. Okay, it's good. Fine. Well, that's what I care. I care about our people, <laughs> and I want to make sure they're okay because uh, the Falcons are rough to watch. They're really, yeah, really they're, rough, to, rough to watch. But guess what? They're, they're good lovely. to start other players against. Right. So they've got Atlanta, the Giants. Then they've got a tough, uh, tough couple against New Orleans and San Francisco. Then they get Tampa Bay and San Francisco again. They end the, the year out. Kind of rough. Um, Rams, Steelers, Browns, Seahawks is the play. The Steelers, Browns, Seahawks is the playoff run. So that's not, the, not the worst. Yeah, it's not the worst though. It's not the worst, but it is not the greatest. Yeah. So a couple other guys. Uh, it, you know what? It might be. It might be time to sell David Johnson after the Giants game. If he has a big game against Atlanta, he's got a big game against the Giants on the road. Then it might be time well, to go we, ahead and put him on the market. Yeah, I think this. I think you're reaffirming something we said. I think we were talking about. I think we were looking at the game logs of some of these guys, and I think David Johnson was one of them to say he has got an incredibly beautiful schedule the next couple of weeks. And uh, like you, yeah, this is what it was. I think it was even with DVR. You kind of asked about trading David Johnson now, and I said, well, I'm not trading him before the Bengals game, even though I'm worried. I want that right. game. Okay, I got a pretty good game. The next matchup, even better. You are building stock and value into what this trade could be. You might be able to pull off a blockbuster. The question is, is do you want to get out from under it? I don't trust the Cardinals offense enough the entire season to maintain his value, uh, even though he's continuously done it and shut me up. It's just going to be one of those things at the end of the year I'll look at. I'm a little, I'm still concerned about Todd Gurley, except the Rams offense is completely different from the Cardinals, and, and the Rams yeah. offense creates scoring opportunities every right. single game for Gurley to maintain that value. Where David Johnson, we just got to make sure that they can keep Dinkin and Duncan to him. And that's the same thing that I have between Aaron Jones and Le'Veon Bell. You know, is uh, you know the Packers offense is good and the Jets sucks. So that's a good point. even with fewer touches, I'd rather have Aaron Jones. Yeah, so. that's actually a really good point. A couple guys we had put a lot of focus on that got back on track. We might have mentioned their stats, but just uh, this is a reiteration of them. Uh, Joe Mixon. 19 carries, 93 yards, one catch for 16 yards. So he went over 100. And there seemed to be a lot of hubbub about like Joe Mixon being blah. I and mean, this was against the Cardinals, and I'm still good on Joe Mixon. He's not quite the same player that we would have wanted in draft season, but getting back on track was a positive. Like this other guy, Boggs, this was a big one. Calvin Ridley. Where, oh, where has Calvin Ridley gone? Nine targets, five catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. You were kind of calling. You're like, he has to get back on track in this Got game. It. And he did. He's too good. Yeah. Well, it, unfortunately, he's at the expense of Julio because I think Julio had like four catches yeah. for 34 yards or something like that. But it's very uh, Vikings knew... of them. It's always at the expense <laughs> of the other. Right, right. Uh, I knew he was going to get back on track at some point. He's too good not to. And he did here. So that was nice. Uh, we had Sony Michelle, 19 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Also, 32 yards on three catches. So over a buck 20. And there had been a lot of stuff. Maybe it was even over on the Black Book made about Sony Michelle two weeks ago. But they've been just rocking with him. No Damian Harris. Bill Belichick hates him. Hates his guts. Hates his face. Wants him off the team. None of that's true. But <laughs> will not activate him. He keeps well, him inactive for special teams players. And Rex Burkhead was out. So it's going to be heavy doses of Sonny Michelle, and I don't see any reason that's going to change in the near future. 
Well, the big thing that happened with Sony Michelle this week, I thought, was three targets, and he caught all of them for 32 yards because the offense was becoming too predictable. He had one target in four weeks before this. So it was like, okay, Sony, Sony is on the field. He's going to carry the ball. So it was stack the line, put nine in the box, and run into Sony Michelle. I think throwing the ball and getting him a little bit more involved in the pass game kind of opens it up a little bit, uh, you know, especially if he takes another one in a week or two, uh, like a big carry or a big catch, I, I should say. Um, just getting it more mixed up because it was becoming too predictable. So All right, I good got a thing for Sony Michelle. I got a trade scenario for you. You tell me the side that you want. One side is Aaron Jones and Calvin Ridley. The other side is Sony Michelle and Will Fuller. Oh, I want the Ridley and Jones side. Is it because of those are your two guys, or is there a performance factor into that? No, I think, well, I like, first of all, I think both the best players are on that side. Uh, you like so, Calvin Ridley over Will Fuller rest of the year? Yeah, I do. Uh, well, I do because Will Fuller is a better receiver, but he's constantly hurt. He's going to get hurt. He's, you know, it's going to happen again. He's already been banged up this year. So um, I, I'm just, it's not a, it's not a, if it's a win to me. So I think I would rather have Ridley and those losers are always going to be down. I mean, they, they're as bad as my loser Steelers. So they're going to be passing the ball constantly because that defense is so horrible. Uh, so I want, I want Calvin Ridley. Side. I would be fascinated. We need someone like Donovan. I don't even know if Donovan listens to the football podcast. I want someone to track this. He does. Okay. I want someone he to track, our stuff for football track those duos, pair them against each other starting in week six. I would love to see how that pairs out because there's something deep inside of me that is not going to commit to it here, but we'll say it out loud that thinks Sony Michelle could outscore Aaron Jones rest of the year. And I don't, I don't think it's outlandish for Will Fuller to do that to Ridley. I think Ridley's inconsistent. Fuller's Ridley inconsistent. stays, uh, or excuse me, Fuller stays healthy. I think he outscores Ridley. I just don't think he stays healthy. Okay. I'd love to track that, come back to it, even in a couple weeks or something like that. Someone can remind me about that. And then uh, your boy, Juju, even though he loves to fumble, seven catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. And then we already talked about Will Fuller, just an absolute beast mode of a game with his 217. So a couple wideouts getting back on track. Though the Juju one leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Well, it just, yeah, well, he fumbled, you know, and yeah, that's, that's and fumbled. his quarterbacks he, are just literally falling <laughs> like dominoes. Right. And, uh, he fumbled. Remember that was the thing that, uh, uh, AB got so mad about when, uh, Juju won team MVP was that he fumbled the ball uh, at the end of the saints game too. So, but I mean, he saved them in that saints game too. So whatever, I mean, he, he fumbled, uh, that game's over. I'm not going to uh, deal with it much <laughs> looking, more on this show. You're about to say, you sound like you're about to be a coach. Um, yeah. The game is behind we're us. Looking we're, looking, to the Chargers. we're looking forward to the Chargers. We're just going to look ahead. We're going to take every day one, day one game at a time. we got to practice ahead of us, and we're just going to try to win every battle that we possibly can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you. We're not going to live in our fears, <laughs> but we're going to kick off in overtime because our fear of the third-string quarterback. So that's uh, that's a Mike Tomlin right there. He had to have answered that. I mean, it's almost a little unfortunate that we're recording this just a tad bit early. Good for people that like no, the Monday talk, morning commute. but He doesn't say anything. But someone the, has to drill him on that. Like, why would you did. defer? And what did he say? He, he said we didn't like uh, going up against their special teams because uh, Tucker's the best— Tucker's the best kicker in the NFL, but the hardest 
stadium to kick in is Pittsburgh because it's right on the confluence of the three rivers and it has that swirling wind on the back end. So if you pick the right, uh, if you, if you defend the open side, then, um, if you defend the open side and they have to kick to the, uh, to that side, it's, uh, it, the, it makes the kick more difficult. So, uh, that's that's what they did, and it didn't matter because Justin Tucker is really good, and he still made it anyway. No, so. it sure didn't matter. Uh, let's get to the worries because we've got to click. Where are we worried, friendos? Well, we might be worried with Mike Evans, Bogman. Yeah, he got blanked. Nothing in this game for Tampa Bay, and they were playing comeback a bunch. And look, Lattimore's uh, a good corner. I, I didn't get to see a lot of this game. It was on the same time as my Steeler game, so I don't know how much that was just he wasn't getting open. I don't know if they were bracketing him or whatever it was. But until like Mike, last Mike week, bracketing him, Mike bracketing. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so many jokes that I am not allowed to make because it's 2019. Uh, but so I, they, these guys were getting it was Godwin and then it was Evans and then it was Godwin and then it was Evans. And then last week it was both of them because they scored 55 points and OJ Howard still did nothing. But O.J. Howard had two catches, which was more than uh, what Mike Evans had. Three targets. Game, so. Three effing targets for Mike Evans. Zero catches. Just absolutely. Bl- I mean, the only guy that did anything was Godwin. But that's all that's happening. Chris Godwin is essentially Tampa Bay's Michael Thomas. And Mike Evans looks like he's <laughs> turning into their Teddy Ginn. Yeah, and I think part of it is, you know, look, you know, Godwin's getting the the nice matchups, the one-on-one matchups, and Mike Evans is getting... Uh, doubled. You so, think Evans is a buy low opportunity, or you think it's a get out from under? I tell you what, if you could flip Fuller for Mike Evans, I'd do that right now. Well, sure, I would too. I, I think I view. The, but don't I view, you think there's some dumb Evans owners that would do that? Um, yeah, probably. I mean, there's a bunch of waterheads that would consider doing that, but I think <laughs> more than more than not, they wouldn't. I would. Um, I view Mike Evans as a buy low opportunity right now. I don't know how high I'm willing to pay. Would you trade Juju for Mike Evans? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd do that. Okay, so then I think right there that that shows that there's a buy opportunity there. Uh, Bears offense with Chase Daniel, or was it the London trip, or was it all just gross? I I think this is kind of a combo. I and I'm not sure if I read this right, but I think that they didn't show up. Um, I I think that they didn't show up until Friday. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, which is, you know, you're not getting your internal clock right and all that stuff. So, um, I know I a lot of people the, out there like to poo poo that too. Like even teams, I mean, that's why they do it. They're like, ah, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. It's not that big of a deal for us to be out there. We can adjust, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, man. Can you? Can you? Yeah. It's, ya? I mean, and there's, <laughs> do you? Are you? It's just, it's just weird that, um, it, it's just weird that, that they look so bad. I mean, look, uh, I forgot to submit my team for Eliminator. So I would have taken the Bears. Oh so I kind of got saved. What did you so do? I, I took the Chiefs and they're losing to the oh, <laughs> Colts on no. Sunday Night Football right now. Oh, so, no. Because you had to take like an afternoonish game and it was only yeah. the Chiefs. I mean, that was that would have been a really positive one. Uh, by the way, Chiefs have the ball right now. Let's see. Nine minutes in the third quarter as we're recording this right now. So they're, Patrick Mahomes is doing Mahomey things. This is well, a game. He got banged up too. He's got his ankle taped just like he did. Week one, so this is a game um, where Mahomes walks away from this. Even though, ooh, the Colts just got the ball, but they are. This is this is a game that Mahomes walks. You're away. You're pretty behind because the Colts have had the ball for a little bit. Oh, for okay, me. I just like I had the scoreboard up. I was just looking at the ESPN scoreboard. So, 
That's um, all that was. All right. Uh, all right. No more bears. Bears look bad. And the running game. Actually, that's something we I, should I, move past. The why? Why can there not be a full commitment to establish? But they can't. They can't ever establish a running game. You can't win games unless you keep defenses. <laughs> Off the, on their heels. You've got to be able to show we can run, we can pass. That's how effective offenses usually end up working unless you just throw the ball 70 times and you got a bunch of great wideouts, which they do not. Anthony, does Anthony Miller exist? Was he was he Thanos snapped? Was he a part of uh, the leftovers and he's just gone? <laughs> um, I haven't heard I mean, his name once this year except when I saw the Ofer in the first week and I had to cut him everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that he's been Thanos snapped, but, uh, you know, Taylor Gabriel's the guy to own over him, and Gross. Gabriel's been banged up too. So, uh, I mean, Miller had four catches in this game, 52 yards, but Cohen had more. Obviously, Robinson is the number one target. Um, they didn't do much of anything. They, I mean, they ran the ball, what is this, 15, 16, 17 times and threw the ball 30 times. Did they really only have 47 snaps in this game? I mean, that's minus, you know, kicks and punts and all that stuff. That's bad. bad. That is bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. bad. Um, Yeah, 25 minutes of possession to 34 for uh, 34 and change, 25 and change uh, for Oakland. So Oakland held the ball, obviously, with all the Josh Jacobs running. So we talked about it a little bit, but what is like from on a one to 10? What's your scale of worry with the rest of the Steelers options? 10 being the most scared, one being the least scared, because, you know, Devlin Hodges is going to have to move this offense for people to not stack the box against James Conner. So you've got guys like Vance McDonald, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, James Conner, and even it's a bunch a of heavy pickups because to Jalen Samuels. It's a two? It's a two because Mason Rudolph wasn't good, and they were not letting him throw the ball deep. So what's the difference? It's the same deal, you know. They're going to run the same crap they were running with Mason, with Devlin, and I don't know how much of a downgrade he is from Mason. We'll see. Maybe he's the worst quarterback in the world, and next week it'll be a seven. But he looked pretty good out there, to be honest, and he's looked good in the preseason. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you to go run and pick him up. I don't even know if he'll play this week. Rudolph could go through concussion protocol and be fine. But uh, it's not going to knock me off those guys too much i'm still gonna be fine running connor out there they were still running that stupid wildcat with did you see Jalen Samuels throw a pick yeah oh yeah this is the worst throw <laughs> yeah, a lot of, i saw a couple tweets out there like hey, it's getting getting fun being cute out here with Jalen Samuels starting oh. and he threw an interception would you trade james connor for aaron jones mm. i think your God. belief in aaron jones i think you have to trade james connor for him yeah, well, here's the thing. Aaron Jones still has a little bit of injury downside because he's been hurt the last two years. Well, also, Jamal Williams, Connor, they, they openly said, too. but they also openly said they didn't want Aaron Jones being unleashed like that one week, and they want Jamal, and Jamal Williams is getting, like, you know, first snaps into the first series. Now he got right. hurt, and Aaron Jones looked like a freaking beast against the Cowboys. That could change everything, but at the same time, they might just go... I don't know. The Packers always seem with their running game seem to go back to the status quo of their plans. I think that's a great question. I think that should be a poll. I think that should be a poll. Uh, who do you want rest of season in a PPR? Uh, James Conner or Aaron Jones? I think that's a great question okay. because uh, I think a lot of people are going to be scared off of Air, of of Aaron Jones because of his past injury stuff, and they're going to be scared off of Conner because you know we're down to QB three here. So uh, I think that. That is a great question. I think for me, 
Uh, it's probably because I have so many shares of James Conner. I'm just being biased. I still want him uh, because I think they could put Jalen Samuels in at quarterback for 40 snaps and Conner's still going to get like 50 yards and hopefully a touchdown. But, uh, you know, I don't know. That That's a, that's a great question. And yeah, I have a I just hard time it. answering it. So I just tweeted uh, it out. So we've got probably, you know, 20 something minutes left in the episode. So remind me, let's come back to this. And then in the next episode, we'll give you the full results. So we'll give you the early look and then we'll give you the full results in the next episode, because I'm really curious at the take on where people are with Aaron Jones, because ironically, as much as I'm sitting here kind of telling you, you know, I'm I'm into selling on Aaron Jones right now. I'm not sure that James Conner is the pivot play. I'm not sure he's the one that I even want to adjust to with the Steelers the rest of the year. There's other options. So I would be curious at how people value, because if people are valuing Aaron Jones over James Conner, I think it's going to tell us some good stuff. And that is a, a fun one. Um, Some other worries. Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews, they're banged up, but they're still playing. They were yeah. no brainers, but how worried are we? Well, I think I'm I'm so Mark Andrews hurt his shoulder and he came back in and he was questionable with the foot injury. He was questionable last week as well. I think as long as they're not on a national game, you know, they're that morning game. Uh, I think I'm OK firing them in there because I don't want to be stuck with a donut if they're not playing, obviously. But I don't know, man. Hollywood played. He scored a touchdown, a great catch, too. And they're the early game next week. So I think I'm all right rolling these guys if they're playing. But uh, it's getting, you know, it's getting to the point where they tried to bring they tried to bring Hollywood back in. He had some ankle thing and he came in for like two plays and then immediately left. And he's trying to uh, warm up on the sideline or go through route cutting or whatever. And he just couldn't do it. So um, I'm just I'm not I'm not dropping them or doing anything crazy or not starting them if they're going but I am. It's just something to look out for over the next couple of weeks, and yeah. we'll see how banged up they are. I mean, I don't think I don't think either one of these guys practices much this week at all. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they're playing the Bengals, so that's even like a if you're going to miss a game, miss the Bengal game. Yeah, I, I would love for them to get the rest fifty times. Get the buy. Get the buy. Get <laughs> some rest. Get them readjusted. And if you have to look at the Bengals as a buy, you're probably get not the that. The Bengals buy. Yeah, and then the buy in week eight, and you'll be fine. <laughs> what about? Uh, let's burn through a couple of these other ones. Little quick hitters here. What about your boy Larry? First two weeks, eight for one thirteen and a touchdown, and then five for one hundred four. His last, he's combined for about hundred and thirty total yards, about one hundred thirty, hundred and forty, and one touchdown. You worried? Um, uh, so I'm not worried because he's catching five passes a game. Yeah, I don't think this so, is worry based stuff. No, like I don't, I don't think we're there yet. It's just something once again, I think we need to keep an eye on. So, uh, you know, Larry came into the season as a wide receiver three. He performed really well the first two weeks. So let's just keep an eye on this because, uh, they're running Kyler Moore, and they did that this week to win. So I think, you know, when you see something that works in a win, you're going to try to use it against other teams. So they're going to run Kyler a little bit more, and then Kirk's going to get healthy again. So uh, it's just something to look at for Larry. If he's in a part of a trade or something like that, maybe he's the second part of a trade, you can part with him and not feel too horrible about it. Because while he's getting volume, you know, he's get 50 yards, 60 yards. It's not great. Wait till we get to the early results on this poll. Um, all right, a couple more. Ronald Jones, only 11 touches. Peyton Barber, nine, but he had the touchdown. The situation 
it's not as fluid as everybody wants it to be. And Ronald Jones, you know, in how comfortable everybody was with him as a flex this week, I don't think is quite there. So let me throw a couple else at you. Uh, Diggs, Stefan Diggs, four targets, three catches, 44 yards. And then Melvin Gordon looked like, he didn't look great. He just didn't look great. Austin Eckler was absolutely everything. So I would love for you to order the level of worry. Ronald Jones rest of year is a flex play. Stefan Diggs as even a wide receiver three. If you guys remember, I really was digging hard, no pun intended, of uh-huh. him not even being a wide receiver three option. And then Melvin Gordon and all the love we have doesn't look quite set, but there's an understandable nature to the whole process. So rank these in order of worry. So most worried to least worried? Yes. Gordon's at the bottom. Okay. Not worried about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's First not, game back. Yeah. I'm not worried. Well, yeah. Second game stings a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. Yeah, you're People right. Like you're right. First game playing back. How about that? Is that better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I think I think Jones is two and I think Diggs is one because I think talent will win out eventually in, in Tampa Bay and Ron, they're just going to have to give the ball more to Ronald Jones because he's better. And I think that uh Diggs is one to me because, you know, we're all excited about Kirk Cousins throwing for 300 yards. It's against the Giants. I, how many more 300-yard games do you think Kirk Cousins has? For I think there's here? one. I mean, one or two. I'd also yeah, point out, look push at the, it to three or four. But, but also but, look out the effectiveness, Bogman. Yes. Like a lot of yes. these other guys are, you know, 48 carries, 348 yards. He still only threw the ball 27 times. Now it shows they were effective and they had some big plays. I mean, I think Adam Thielen had a 44-yarder. They had four guys with 20-plus yard plays between uh, Johnson, Diggs, Cook, and Thielen. Still only 27 passes in this. Uh, the, no, no changes in sight here. And Stefan Diggs being targeted four times. It's just not good. It's not even how I thought it was going to be. Remember, I'm a, I've been the defender of Adam Thielen all offseason, taking my shares. But then even when we started to see how they weren't throwing, I was like, well, you know what? I still think Thielen is the guy, but don't be surprised when they go back You know, week to week. It's Diggs one week, Thielen the next. It's never Diggs. It's that one week of Diggs. It's not going to change. Yeah. Unless he does yeah, on a new not. team. Right. Yeah, exactly. And the Vikings can void his contract since he didn't show up to practice. And his contract is like 40 million bucks. Well, they're not going to. So, well, I, I mean, they that. haven't done it, so I don't think they will. But it's a possibility, too. If Just if there's another problem with him. He was fined you know? over $200,000. And apparently, I saw a couple things on this, that this is not the first and but also this is he's not the only guy either. There's plenty of other guys that miss meetings, I guess. But there were two hundred thousand right. dollars in fines, and this is kind of a regular occurrence. He just seems he's not happy. He openly talked about the trade stuff. Maybe he shuts up for a week. I, I think Stefan Diggs, there's a likelihood of trade outside of that cap hit thing. I just don't know how the Vikings would work around that outside of what you just said, void the damn contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, very, very weird situation there. But I mean, I did see someone said, uh, you know, uh, some, uh, reporter was asking one of the Vikings players and I don't think she wanted to say who, but they were like, uh, she was like, are you guys worried with all the Stefan Diggs stuff? He's like, Stefan does this all the time. He pouts whenever he doesn't get the ball. So it's just normal Stefan Diggs stuff. Yeah. So it, we're not phased by this at all. He's always like that. It's just, you know, the media is picking up on it now. So there's like so. a new thing. Sometimes you're doing girly stuff and sometimes you're doing dig stuff. <laughs> just dig, it's just normal, good old normal dig stuff. Just good old normal dig stuff. No, I don't know. I think he's going to be one of the top, uh, the, one of the top guys that we should consider in the trade market. 
though the cap keeps him away. And I still think Melvin Gordon. You know, you see how Melvin Gordon was used and effective in that offense. I'm not worried. I would say your order is the same thing. You just everyone needs to temper themselves on Ronald Jones. The Buccaneers, they're just not in a place where they can run the ball with volume because they're usually trailing. So it's just not a it's not a system that they're gonna have. Ronald Jones is talented, but he's a fringe, fringe matchup. Like if they play the if Falcons, I made the Welsh, is he trustable? He's not he's not in the trustables, unfortunately. Yeah, he's, he's not, not in, the, in trustables. the trustables. So you right. don't want to flex him out. So I think you have a better understanding. Melvin Gordon, you just got to roll with the punches. Hopefully he gets traded, but he will get it together with the Chargers. Diggs, not so much. Diggs, I'm, I'd be very worried about. I feel like we, maybe we shouldn't have asked this question coming off of four touchdowns for Aaron No, but, that, but that's the best thing to do. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That's I know. funny you say that because a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, recency bias. That's literally the point of what we're talking about here. Yeah, like, it's very true. Take advantage. You, that's, if we're going to talk about trading stupid Aaron Jones, take advantage with within 24 hours of him doing this, that's where you strike. That's you don't do it on Friday. You don't do it. Yeah, let me see one more week. Let me see one more week. You don't do that. And uh, Patrick the, Mahomes is limping to the sideline right now. Uh, it is fourth down, but he is moving slow, and it looks back. like everyone the already center knows. or the left or right guard might have just tore his Achilles. So can you believe this is a 23? point scored game going into the fourth quarter right now yeah remember when i picked kansas city in the over remember when i said kansas city was totally gonna win remember, that time? All right. remember when i picked them in eliminator because i'm dumb so well because you well you were gonna pick the bears yep well I'm, your fate I'm was sealed in, i'm dumb in more than one way the welsh You're, i could be dumb in as many ways as i want the fate of your stupidity was sealed there's nothing else you can do about it <laughs> all right i got one more thing before we move on though right. uh minchu magic like it didn't work for them as far as the win goes, uh, they did not win. They lost. Uh, yeah. They got like four shots at it at the end of the game, too. They were throwing a Hail Mary. And all those wide wideouts and corners look so exhausted. Remember that time the we the picked game. the under? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But Minshew threw up like four Hail Marys. None of them worked. But he threw for so many yards in this game. He was so good. How could this it team ever ridiculous. put Nick Foles under center? I don't know, man. He had 374 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he's the future. They got shirts, the silhouette with the mustaches. He's a he's a cultural icon. He might be, Bogman, <laughs> the most popular athlete in Florida right now. Um, yeah, he might be. Now, oh God. See that you know who's what's better? happening here? Go ahead. Who, who's no, better? who's better? Who's better in Florida? Who's the better athlete, more exciting athlete Leonard than people? Fournette. <laughs> it's on the same team. People should get behind Leonard Fournette, okay. and not stupid Gardner Minshew. What you're saying is a you know logic standpoint, but you're you, wrong. You're wrong. I was just about to tell you how how this has kind of flipped for me because I was getting annoyed by it, and now I think I'm more into it. And then you said who's better in Florida, and I instantly said Leonard Fournette, and it made me mad again. So now I hate him again. Okay, so, so you're I'm so over you. stupid Gardner. You know what Gardner <laughs> Minshew is to me? Uh -oh. He's uh, Aristides. Aris, how do you say his stupid name? Aristides Aquino. Aquino. Yes, Aquino. Yeah, that's that's what he is. To oh, me. so oh, because he like all you want him is to fail because you you never were on him. I just, he didn't throw the ball downfield to Washington State. Now all of a sudden he's amazing and throw the ball to DJ Chark. He's always open. Does Minshew throw with an open do do? stance? Does he start open at the center and then just buckles inside? This is him hitting home runs to start his career right here. You know, even though he didn't win this game, this is the same deal. So I don't know. He's just 
he he's playing really well, and it's nice to see. And it's especially nice to see that we don't have to write off every Jaguars wideout like we had to last year. It was who's it going to be? Is it going to be Chark? Is it going to be Marquise Lee? Is it going to be this guy? Is it going to be that guy? That's it's, true. You, you can start Westbrook. You can start uh, the stupid Chark. You Chark can is start amazing. Jane. James O'Shaughnessy is a star. He's better than stupid O.J. Howard. Chark is, a, Chark is a wide receiver. Is it worst a wide receiver three rest of year, which that's not a hot oh. take. That's not even a good statement, I don't think. Like, wide receiver two is a better way to say it. Like, he he's incredible. Him and Minshew have a, have a thing that I don't see any end in sight. And I think Leonard Fournette has already run more routes than he did all of, uh, all of last season. Let me ask so. you. Um, so Mahomes got stepped on by a lineman on his left ankle that was already hurting him. That's okay. what happened. So he'll be back. Ooh. Again, everybody already knows. Who would you rather have? Minshew, or uh, I'm sorry, order these guys. Minshew, Brissett, Bridgewater, and then Andy Dalton. All right, well, Dalton's last because the offensive line can't protect him. That's so, right. They're, gotcha, they're, bitch. They're good. They're good against uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're good against the Cardinals. We're just razzing one of our boys on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was a, a funny bit. Um, okay, so between Minshew, Brissett, and Bridgewater, all right, I'm gonna put put is this Brissette this at year? number one. Is this this year or dynasty? Yeah, yeah, no, this year. Uh, I'm gonna put Brissett at number one because he's playing like for the rest of the year, so yeah. he's one. Um, well, Minshew also because Drew, uh, Drew Brees. Is no, no, come no, back. no. Well, uh, Foles, Foles can come back. Drew Brees makes me feel fine. Throwing all the touchdowns without his left hand down the line. Um, I would say. <laughs> I would say Bridgewater and then Minshew. So I, I know Breeze is going to be back before, but if I'm looking for spot starters, I think I want, you know, it's just Bridgewater's weapons are so good. If you Well, if you were looking at it as a spot start thing, then sure, I'll go with that. I think I would love Bridgewater too in that offense, but I think Minshew is going to play more games. I think he'll play the rest of the season. I don't see why the Jaguars would rush Foles back. Yeah, I don't know why they'd ever so play him again. That's funny. And they paid him so much. I mean, if they're winning all the games, that's fine. How much money they're making selling all this garbage? They're probably selling Jacksonville Jaguar uh, cups. You know what I mean? <laughs> cups Dude, that people are I'm doing meth you, out of in or meth makers. He should have. He should have taken that uh, cam soda deal. How is many, he going to make a million bucks in the NFL, or is this just like a flash in the pan? Well, let me ask you something. Per capita white trash in in Jacksonville. Oh come on, man! Don't make me answer that. We got. I. You know what? All the people from all the states are nice. I love everybody. I'm not saying it all. I can love white trash people. There's nothing wrong with (laughs) it. I'm just saying. Remember that question I asked you the other day we can't talk about on air? Per capita. We're going to talk about it in the secret show. Oh, are we? Per capita. You want to talk white trash. I mean, it's got to be like West Virginia 1, Jacksonville 2. Yeah, you, well, Jacksonville's a city. Are you going states or city? Yeah, the city, city. When I say state, I'm in city. Yeah, cities. West Virginia. Yeah, sorry. I just had to throw that in. Name one city in West Virginia. I don't know, I don't know one. <laughs> the wonderful whites of whatever. The wonderful whites of okay, West okay, Virginia. So, so yeah, but, but what I'm yeah, saying is, is he's a trash. he's a white trash cultural hero. He has a porn mustache. He doesn't wear clothes. He wears a jock strap everywhere. It's everything that all of the four teeth people would love. <laughs> well, isn't it better to say he's a rural superstar? Isn't that yeah. better or nicer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever you want to say. That's fine. I'm he's going to he's going to cruise every red lobster in Florida and shake hands with the people who come through. They that's, probably that's got cut cutouts at Sizzler of them everywhere, and everyone's like, "I dare you." 
Oh my God! I can't wait till he's in an Applebee's. Commercial. You go on that CVS. You give me that cold medicine. I'm gonna tell you about Gardner Minshew, <laughs> sir. I can only get one. Well, just get me one. Oh, okay. do, do you remember Matt Jones from Arkansas? Sure, the guy played? that quit because he couldn't had a cocaine addiction that he couldn't stop. Remember? Yeah, he was doing cocaine off of his uh, off of his dashboard with like a Target black card. Uh, in, in a I don't Walmart think it was a Target. What's a Target? What is a Target was, black? It card? might have it might have been some type of American Express black. Yeah, I, I, card, it's that's what it is, Bogman. It's I, the American. I, I just Express thought the most card. trashy thing, and I thought Target, you know, credit card. Uh, so, but he was doing it in a Walmart parking lot, and that's where he got arrested. And that's the last thing I heard about him. So oh, I have a. I, I don't know how we got here. This is all from a uh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, and look, you know, people think that uh, when I say Red Lobster's white trash, I go to Red Lobster like twice a month. I love Red Lobster. No, people oh, people hear us say trash. things that might sound negative, and they think we're saying it in a negative tone. That's not the case. We embrace all Just the remember people. Remember how self-deprecating we are, and yeah. know that that's why I call it white trash because I go there all the time yeah. because I'm there. And I'm Culver's all the time. I'm sitting there eating cheese curds and uh, custards. That's I mean <laughs> that's trashy. That is horrible. We're horrible yep. people. All right, um, Garden Minshew too. Let's get into waivers. It's wavery waiver time. Let's talk about the positions. Let's set a top five, and then uh, we're going to get out of here and talk about that uh, poll. So here we go. Waivers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they used to make. In this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world? Says who? IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl Jr. All right, a quarterback, Bogman, you know, long-term options, eh, they don't exist. So let's look at some plays of guys that are under 40%. It starts with Andy Dalton, 35% owned against Baltimore. I'm going to just go through some of the options here. The aforementioned Gardner Minshew, he's got New Orleans. He's only 23% owned. I actually like that. Teddy Bridgewater on the other end, 9% owned up against Jacksonville, coming off the four touchdowner. Kirk Cousins, he's actually a little bit over 40, 41% against Philly. No thanks. Joe Flacco versus Tennessee. Marcus Mariota at Denver. And then the options just plummet to the bottom. I mean, to be honest with you, Devlin (laughs) Hodges legitimately is a super flex type of a pickup this week. If you if you're absolutely desperate, um, but what do you think here of the actual play? Bridgewater, Bridgewater against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense is not what it was last year or two years ago, especially without Jalen Ramsey with his, you know, I'm doing air quotes back injury. The I don't want to play for Jacksonville anymore back injury. Yeah. Uh, I'm tired of carrying this team, you know that that type of stuff. So I think it's Bridgewater fairly easy, and he's available in most leagues, nine percent owned. So I think that's the easy pickup for the week. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of tempted in Gardner Minshew against New Orleans because you know you're talking high power. Not bad. Yeah, I think I could play either one of them. Uh, where do you think the ranks are going to go this week? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Minshew's above Bridgewater. Nah, no way. Bridgewater will be above Minshew, hundred percent. Right, let's make a note. Let's go back and look at that. So that's where <laughs> you're going with quarterback. If you were looking at streaming, none of them fantastic options. Flacco oh. getting it back together at Tennessee. Nothing. You know. Look, Superflex, 16-man, 
you might want to put a bid on a Colt McCoy if he's going to start because they're playing the Dolphins. And I'm not. I'm look. I'm. I'm I mean, a Colt McCoy just... homer, and, and don't. Uh, I'm not talking about any other week. I know we just went and saw the Joker, and you probably are thinking about that. No, not come from on, the man. I mean, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Right. Yeah, the I mean, Dolphins. I'm not blaming you. But he may not even be starting. Can they I may, retort? Can I retort your Dolphins comments? Haskins. Yes, Colt McCoy. Okay. All right. Fair That's enough. That's me. Okay. That's uh, let's nice. go look at running backs here. Naheem Hines, 23% owned, but they've got a bye coming up, and Marlon Mack was back in the game. And last I saw, you guys know, we don't quite know yet, he was over, I think, 90. It was about the fourth quarter just started, and he's got 98 yards on 20 carries, so he looked what fine. What does Hines have? Do, do you have Hines yeah. numbers there? One carry for negative four yards, but he's got four catches <laughs> for 46 yards. He's a leading receiver as we are recording this right now. Um, some more running backs. Daryl Williams. Is he Daryl Williams really forty six percent owned in Yahoo? Yeah, he's forty six percent owned. They've got uh, they got no, Houston. No, no, thank you. Um, Mouse fart. Raheem Mostert twenty eight percent owned against the Rams. I would also say no, thank you. Base. I don't know what's ha- going to happen tonight. Is everyone's um, listening to this for the Monday night game? Tevin Coleman's been practicing. I think he'll be active, and they'll have some type of a three-headed monster between Breda, Monster, but he's just not really an option. So you got to dig a little bit deeper, and the options are really barren, Bogman. They're you're- so bad this week. Another one, look, and you're going to retort to me with Adrian Peterson, but the Redskins are playing the Dolphins. No, no thanks. That might be your best guy on this stupid list. Adrian Peterson? Peterson. For a spot start, for a bye week or an injury or whatever it might be, uh, it I'd might rather have be Adrian Peterson. Madison is the only one. 23% owned. He had 52 carries. I don't like the Philly defense 52 one. 52 yards. I'm 52 sorry, 52 carries. carries. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on the year. 52 <laughs> yards on seven carries. But the rest are, you know, you're banking That's on a guy like... That's because they were playing the Jets, though. No, like, I know. I, That's why I said the Philly defense. But then you're banking on like Edo Smith... Jeffrey Wilson Jr. It, uh, these are wretched. These okay, are absolutely so wretched options. Here's how I would put them for next week. If you're picking some, because I'm assuming you don't want any of these losers long term. I don't think. So, can we put any of these running backs on the top five? I would think I'd have all the wide receivers above them. Yeah, there's not one. Peterson doesn't like even really qualify. I mean, if we if we talk He's about this, 47 percent. But I bet you he gets dropped by a lot of people because he had seven carries for 18 yards. Yeah, I'm not comfortable putting a single running back on this list. This is a wretched running back week. Holy crap. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, all right. So the wideouts then. Geronimo Allison without Devontae Adams could only muster up two catches for 28 yards. Jesus. owned. He had six targets. Your boy, Auden Tate, makes it look rough, but he got a touchdown. Six targets, three catches, 26 yards, and a score. Mohamed Sanu had a touchdown on five catches. Deontay Johnson was targeted eight times. He's got five Steelers. Yeah, five catches, 27 yards against the uh, Clippers coming up this week. Debo, I'm still a big Debo guy. 30% owned. We'll see what happens, obviously, on Monday Night Football. Nelson Aguilar's 38% owned. Cole Beasley on the bye. A.J. Brown, Kiki QT, Keyshawn Johnson, Randall Cobb. I mean, these are not super great, Bogman. I'd have to say Auden Tate is probably still at the top of the list, right? Uh, Tate's there. I, I would put... I'm going to start putting put, these guys on here. I would put um, Deontay up there. Uh, I think that he's just getting targets and he's on the field constantly. Okay. I think Debo still got to be up there. We'll see what he does against the Rams. And, you know, Debo is going to be interesting because of what is his snap count going to look like with Pettis seemingly 
you know, Pettis should be fully healthy now because he's been playing banged up and in the doghouse. So uh, what is how is that going to affect Debo? I kind of like Kiki QT if Stills is out again because they're playing Kansas City and Kansas City can obviously get passed on. And Pettis is low, too. Pettis is 20 percent. So I think and Cobb and it's funny. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out which wide receiver I wouldn't take over Adrian Peterson. And I think it's Antonio Callaway and AJ Brown. And that might be it. Okay. Sean Johnson had seven targets for the Cardinals. Okay. So let's sort this out then. uh, Deontay Johnson at the top of the waivers. Uh, I I, want to say it's Debo, but we don't know what's going to happen on Monday night. So let's stick with Debo. Debo or Pettis. Let's put those guys together and they're one and two. Okay, really? I I'm, think, I'm not yeah. that high on Pettis, so I'm going to disagree a little well, let's bit on ju- that. But, but let's just see what he does, because okay. if he if he's crap, then it's Debo, but if he's good, then it's clearly Pettis. And he, Pettis is 20% owned. Okay, so I'm with, it's I'm one with of that. those two guys. So then Deontay then, is number two. Yeah, and then... Tate? Uh, Tate or Cobb? I'm going to go uh, Tate. I think we should yeah. go Tate. Okay, let's go Tate. Then. And then That's Cobb, fine. and then probably Muhammad Sanu, but he is 41% owned. Right. Uh, who does the Cowboy? Who do the Cowboys play? They play the they play the Jets. So maybe Cobb is over Tate. Uh, who do the stupid Bengals play? They Wait, play the Raptors. You, you said the Cowboys. Mohamed Sanu plays for the Falcons. I, I understand that. I was looking to see who Cobb plays next week. They oh, play like gotcha, Jets. gotcha. I was like, what? Just did you just make a trade? Did you just make <laughs> no, an NFL trade? No trades. No okay. trades. No Cobb. Cobb is playing against the Jets. So I think I might put Cobb over. Um, I might put Cobb over Tate, but whatever, you know, it may be Cobb's not available. Go get Tate. That's well, here's fine. the biggest thing. Then you go over to tight ends. Uh, Gerald Everett had a huge game, 11 targets, seven catches, 136 it's yards. Such a bad game too, though. It, it was, it was funny because his numbers are great, but he fumbled and that last pick went off of his beaters, just right off of his skinners, right into the defensive backs hands. So great statistical game, but a bad game too. Yeah. A beater game. Um, so you got guys like Chris Herndon, who uh, Herndon is back, and um, Gerald Everett, good game. James O'Shaughnessy, solid game. I mean, I don't view any of these tight ends as O'Shaughnessy's uh, banged up, though. Yeah, yeah, and I don't view any of these tight ends as pick upable. So Everett, we just it. we we talk about Debo and Deontay Johnson. The biggest story is save your money. You know, yeah. save the claims. Wait for them to muster through. If you've got a really low claim. It might not be a horrific week. Um, you know, here's one thing I would look at real quick. Might not be a horrific week to stream some defenses. It's something that Bogman does a lot when you're kind of Ooh. low on waivers or, you know, bottom barrel stuff. Like, how about this? The Patriots up against the Giants. That's a fantastic Thursday night game. That's a good defense. Uh, a couple other defenses to look at, Bogman. Well, how would you deal with the Redskins versus the Dolphins? Just play either one versus each yeah. other? Yeah, well, I take the Redskins because the Dolphins literally have nothing on defense, so uh, they can't even get sacked. Bogman, so. Redskins defense defense will be out there. Might be a popular, might be a more popular pickup than any of those players we just talked about, especially with a lot of the like. This is such a great ha- point you're making here. I, I I just want to point out this is such a great point because I have screwed up my defenses over the last couple weeks, and I was stuck with: Do I want Washington against New England, or did I want Tampa Bay against New Orleans? And I could have taken Oakland against the Bears. I thought about that because it's a backup quarterback, but they've been so bad. They've averaged like five points a game, so I didn't do it. So I took Tampa Bay. 
uh, and they sucked. Yeah, so. and you guys can go out there and you can check out you know what's available. If you're a bottom half of the waiver Evens. claims, you go out and you throw some money on. I mean, I don't even. I know the Titans are going into Denver. Denver hasn't been the best. Um, it's an under forty line currently. Maybe you go with the Titans. Um, yeah. if you're looking for a buy. There's the Cowboys have got the Jets. Yeah, the Patriots, the Redskins. There are some buys that are going to be out there and available, and people may have dumped out on some of their defenses. So instead of pivoting to some of these players, if you've got a top half waiver claim, maybe save it. Or if you're not worried about stuff, go put them on the defense this week because it's really bad. Now, things could change. You know, Monday night, Nick Chubb could go down with a a broken leg and And everybody's looking at Dontrell Hilliard then. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are some things that will change. So obviously we're going to pivot. If anything big happens on Monday night football, that would be obvious. That's going to be your big waiver play because there is nothing else. And we're trying to help you get a little, of a little bit of a different type of a play. If you're looking to do something this week. So um, I guess Debo, Deontay, Auden Tate, Cobb and Sanu <laughs> if we don't throw those defenses in. Frankly, I might throw in those defenses starting at number three. Yeah. Like if, Dallas if or New good, England. If you're good on wideouts and you don't need one, yeah. maybe defenses are one. It wouldn't be shocking. Not so. a bad play. All right, uh, let's go with some final thoughts here, Boggs. A good final thought would be, and anything you want to throw out here, Boggs, please do, go to our poll We've only had it out for 30 minutes here, and we've got around 150 votes in the first 30 minutes, which I'd say is pretty good for everybody. Uh, A couple comments. Our boy Jag just put up a picture of Al Bundy with the four touchdowns in one game. That was a good (laughs) gift. Our guy Will Hall says, Pittsburgh has seemed to use Connor much less in the past game this year. No numbers to back that up, but Samuels to be on the field on third third downs quite a bit today. That's a little broken sentence here. Um, but I think a lot of people like you, Boggs, picked up on this. This has now gone over. It's like 160. I think a lot of people like this because we took Aaron Jones in a absolutely biggest performance he'll ever have in his career against a no-doubt top eight pick in James Conner, who has been the majority of everything in the offense. We throw this poll out. Just under 200 people in 30 minutes have voted on Sunday night. 83% Aaron <laughs> Jones. Uh, yeah, I wasn't uh, expecting that. I, I, I knew Aaron Jones would win by proximity of the four touchdowns. Don't get me wrong. I'm not stupid. I know how it works with people, but I thought, you know, a 55 or six, even a 60% might shadow a little bit of the proximity. 83% is such a resoundingly high number that Aaron Jones over James Conner. Are you willing to get funky here and try to go acquire James Conner if you had Aaron Jones? I know you weren't before, but you oh, see this type of stuff. I see. I think I'm in. You wanted um, James Conner over him now that I think about it. No, no. I, I want James Conner over him. I, I don't think I want to do that. So um, Will was right as far as today goes. Uh, James Conner was not targeted once today. Uh, but over the season, Aaron Jones has only three more targets than Conner has. So... Um, they're right there together as far as targets go in the passing game and stuff. Um, look, you know, if Mason is going to miss multiple weeks, I think Aaron Jones is the safer option because we've seen, look, James Connors popped up on the, the injury report twice, right? So, um, and you're down to your third string quarterback. So I, I get it. It's just James Connor was a borderline first round pick or a, you know, solid first round pick. If you're in a league with me or the Welsh, 
Um, and Aaron Jones was like a borderline second to third round pick. Yeah, closer so, to third and a lot. I got him right. in the third in a lot of different places. Yeah, so did I. I mean, and I think I only got him in one spot, but I got him in the third in that spot. So um, it, it's um, it's an interesting question, and I think that most people, like you said, are going to play into the, look, four touchdowns, who knows how long Jamal Williams is going to be out. Connor didn't look great today. He got no targets. And the Steelers lost their second quarterback. So this is kind of an easy answer. And sometimes the you know obvious answers are obvious. I think with this one, it's just a long season running back, such a brutal position. I think I still want Connor, but it's razor thin to me. I don't have an issue if you want Aaron Jones at all. Yeah, and I hope and I hope it helps. I hope you guys, you know, like us putting out that poll because I think it tells you the state of the Aaron Jones owner. It helps you with maybe perceived value. If you're taking Aaron Jones 82% over James Conner. I think that's going to say the same thing about Le'Veon Bell. I, I, Le'Veon Bell is no different than this situation, maybe worse in some people's eyes. So you start to look, and we may have created the value point box. Aaron Jones is in that top. I mean, we're talking the top echelon. You're not going to get Dalvin Cook. Gurley might be on the table. David Johnson might be on the table. After, uh, I mean, Camaro was fine this week, but I don't know. People could be concerned. You might really be able to play around and do some stuff here because we are at an all-time Aaron Jones value. And you I, know what I want to look at before we go? I want to look at where was Aaron Jones ranked for this week versus James Conner on Fantasy Pro. Oh, do you have it up uh, or do you want I, me to look? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking it up as we go. NFL. Oh, Jesus. Where do I go for this? Let's see. I think I might already have it. So You already have yeah, it? Yeah, I've already oh, got it. Five. He was... Who am I looking for? James Conner was 14. Aaron Jones, was Jones was 15. <laughs> well, that didn't help. <laughs> 14 and 15. That's, That's where they funny. were ranked so, in week yeah. five. Okay. And I bet you it's way different uh, next week. Green Pittsburgh plays the Chargers. Green Bay. Who does Green Bay play? Uh, let me pull it up. Todd here. Gurley was 16, by the way. Yeah, well, Todd Gurley scored two touchdowns. Green Bay plays the Lions on Monday night. Might be a fun exercise to do this, too, because I like looking here. Christian McCaffrey was ranked as the number one running back this week, so that's fun for everybody to take a look at. The majority of the guys, there's really no underperformer until you get to Le'Veon Bell. Everybody in the top nine, they did great. Um, Le'Veon Bell was okay, and it just starts to come down. Eckler was 12. We kind of questioned where Eckler was this week. 16 catches or 15 catches or whatever. In PPR, he was absolutely incredible. But James Conner, Aaron Jones, kind of attached at the hip. I think people liked it, and uh, that's a fun pulse. If you got any takes on it, hit us up. You guys know everything to do with Trade Week as well. I'll also leave you with this. This is an interesting stat, Bogman. This is from Field Yates, and he said, for the first time ever, five players had 40-plus point PPR scoring in a single week. Non-quarterback, of course. Will Fuller, 53.7. Aaron Jones, 49.2. Christian McCaffrey, 47.7. I lied. This is with quarterbacks. 41.7 Deshaun Watson and Mike Thomas, 41.2. The first time ever that five players have had 40-plus PPR fantasy points in a single week. And, oh, yeah, I was going to say no one on the same team, but Watson and... and um, Fuller on yeah, the same team. On the same damn so. team. It's ridiculous. All right, uh, good stuff. Ballbaggingandthisleague.com is where we want you guys to send in those emails. You can call out your trade people if you want. You can send us in any trade offers that you might have looming that you want to see where we're at with. Uh, anything you got, we want to fill up that ball bag, uh, trade-centric, and then, you know, I had that pairing you guys could look at, Aaron Jones versus James Conner, whatever you got, or 
I don't know how this is going to end, but maybe you're concerned about the Chiefs or maybe you're concerned about LaShawn McCoy. Where, oh, where in the world has LaShawn McCoy gone without a single carry in this game, Bogman? Seven minutes left and you're about to be eliminated. It, it, it's funny and I'm just, I keep looking and I see, um, no, I don't see any injury news on him. He just fumbled. He fumbled and it looks like he just flat out got benched after that. I haven't, you know, obviously I haven't been paying attention uh, because we've been recording, but I haven't seen him. So I don't know what's going on. With McCoy, I'm not getting eliminated. I ain't getting eliminated from what? The eliminated, the your pick'em thing. Oh, the pick'em. Yeah. yeah well, eliminated. you don't get you don't get eliminated, but you do get like you double points every week that you don't pick a loser. And I'm probably gonna so you're pick gonna a, just a get loser. loser. This week. Yep, I'm going to get lizard. What a so. lizard. Lizard losers. <laughs> um, all right, so you guys send in those emails. We'll get you back on Thursday. We'll have a guest episode. So we're looking forward to talking to you then. Come and check us out over on patreon.com slash ITL Army. Going to get that snap article up this week, Bogman. You've been consistent all damn week. You've been a workhorse. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, get it, I'll get it done. It'll probably be in the, the early hours of Monday night, but I'll get it done. Very, so. very cool. So that is a... Added feature for everybody on Patreon if you want to check that out. we got a secret show coming up this week where we've got some goofy stories, and Bogman and I went and saw Joker, and we're going to be reviewing that. Uh, we do two comedy secret shows every week over on the Patreon. So patreon.com every, every month. Week. Not every week. Not, I don't know why I do that. <laughs> Maybe it's just my desire. But uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash ITL Army. That's where you guys can come support us and have so much fun the rest of your fantasy football season. Hope you guys had a winner this week, and we will talk to you again on Thursday. Bogman Welsh, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.